I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast with me, Alana Holloway, chronic illness coach, podcaster and writer. This is the place to listen to, think about and question the common narrative that surrounds what a life with chronic illness looks like and how all the shoulds, musts, can'ts, expectations and obligations affect the way you experience your chronic illness. Moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative, you'll find loads of stuff here about how chronic illness can be your guide, ally and superpower. It's my belief that chronic illness can actually be a really valued thing in our lives. This podcast and my work as a coach is all about helping you explore that value and purpose and opening yourself up to the idea that working with your chronic illness can lead you towards a more joyful, peaceful, healing and fulfilled life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Reframing Chronic Illness podcast. Um, I was meant to be on last week, but I had some unexpected things that got in the way of me recording. So I will probably be uploading two episodes this week to catch up. 
So this season, season three, is all about answering or responding to your questions, experiences, calls to be seen or calls to be heard and witnessed. And I want to say thank you to anyone who sent in a submission. If you would like to send me something, there's a link to the Google form. I've done a Google form to make it super duper easy in the show notes or you can visit my website alanaholloway.com forward slash podcast or you can just send me an email at alanaholloway.com no sorry hello at alanaholloway.com I'd also like to it's a bit of a request from me if you enjoy listening to my podcast I would be massively grateful if you could please rate it and leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on if it supports that. I know you can do it on Apple or iTunes and Spotify, but I'm not sure where else you can. It really means a lot and will contribute to me being able to continue this podcast forever more, which is major because I bloody love it. And now to today's question. My journey is, I have no diagnosis yet, but I'm experiencing chronic fatigue symptoms and have done for nearly two years. After two years, I'm learning to live with, manage it and avoid, not always, triggers, but it still feels like limbo. I find it really hard to own and embrace life with a chronic illness without a diagnosis and I'm also aware that the diagnosis is a long process of elimination. I'd love to hear your thoughts about really honouring it in this limbo phase because it could still turn out to be something else, question mark. Okay, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing that with me and us. I know this is going to be something that is relatable for so many of you. So waiting for a diagnosis, I think I want to start with a bit of background. Have you had time to think about what you're hoping to receive from a diagnosis? That might sound like a bit of a weird question, but initially seeking a diagnosis can seem like a straightforward exchange of question and answer, right? But there's more to it than that. So I think the main kind of thing that surrounds a diagnosis is like the fact finding and the seeking of reassurance. It's going to a professional and honestly I think all of us have inside somewhere do I have something rare and life-threatening am I going to die and I don't say that lightly like I think that's a real concern because all of a sudden our bodies are doing some you know some really unusual and weird to us things and it's like what is going on and our brains go to worst case scenario Another kind of question we go with is what's wrong with me, right? And you want to know where you stand. And I think, you know, obviously we go hoping that we're going to hear nothing is seriously wrong. And when I say seriously wrong, (laughs) I'm not minimising the seriousness of this change in life. Um, But I think you know what I mean by that. Or... You want it to be given to you straight, right? You want to kind of hear, right, okay, these are the facts and this is what either you or we can do about it. In the vast majority of scenarios, 
that kind of exploration and discovery of anything immediately life-threatening, ruling in or out, or anything that needs immediate medical attention happens relatively early on. Because I think that is the doctor's um, first port of call, right? It's not just ours, it's theirs too. After that, it's, and if we don't get an answer in that kind of stage, if, if, you know, we don't get an answer other than nothing is seriously wrong or life-threatening or nothing needs immediate medical attention, it's extremely common to be moved into the kind of waiting for diagnosis camp, which looks like you're experiencing symptoms. The kind of doctor acknowledging that something is abnormal for you and we'll kind of come to that phrasing in a bit um and then saying kind of go on your way and come back if it gets worse and all of these things or you know maybe we'll continue exploring this until we find you know we can give it a name or whatever but you don't receive that validation and confirmation that you need And on top of that, because of the current system we're operating within in most of the world, more often than not, you don't receive the feeling of being cared for that you need. You might not feel as if anyone's kind of got your back, right? You might, you kind of want to go there and you want to be, you want to feel that someone's like, hey, I'll take care of you or hey, we're going to figure this out together. You might not feel seen and heard or like you're working as a team, right? And that team is, that team's mission is to get you to a place of feeling better. And that's kind of where I see you are right now. You know, believing something is wrong with you, but you don't know what. Your brain's still working on overtime, wondering like, what if they miss something because I'm still experiencing these things and there's no rhyme or reason to it right now. So you believe constant seeking for answers elsewhere that kind of incessant googling reading researching rabbit holes and feeling like you can't move forward which is this limbo you describe until you receive that diagnosis that's kind of like it's like that delayed not gratification but you know what i mean delayed um putting putting everything on hold this is all really really taxing on your nervous system because it creates a sense of not feeling safe within your body. And as I've discussed before, our nervous systems when living with chronic illness are already kind of taxed. We are engaging in the kind of sympathetic branch of our nervous system more than the parasympathetic branch. And not that there's kind of, you know, both sides of our nervous systems are, or both branches are, um, you know, needed But when you're kind of engaging in that sympathetic branch, when there's no resolve, um, that's when problems start to occur. And so our already taxed nervous systems are being taxed more because of this sense of not feeling safe, of the sense of waiting for something. And that just piles on top of, of your symptoms and piles on top of your chronic illness. So where do you go from here? You said that you're learning to live with it and manage it and avoid triggers most of the time. 
I would like for you to tap into your feelings around the way you're feeling, around kind of the experience you're having. For a minute, just take away that label of chronic fatigue or chronic illness and tune in to what you identify as your symptoms. I'd then like for you to tune into your thoughts and feelings you have towards the way they show up in your life. You know, what kind of words do you use? What pictures do you see in your mind? But also, what physical reactions do you have, either when they're present or when you think about them? I'm guessing from your language, and I may be wrong here, that there's kind of some frustration, maybe anger, maybe disappointment. The idea that we need to, quote unquote, manage chronic illness and avoid triggers, which kind of means avoiding parts of life, which is living a lesser life, which is all kind of the single story and the status quo that surrounds chronic illness that I don't agree with. But what that notion does is cause us to kind of other our chronic illness, which means othering a part of ourselves and detaching it from what we believe our kind of whole self, our whole existence to be, detaching it from what we believe our lives to be. All the time we other something, we can't embrace or honour it, right? So whilst you're saying you want to embrace and honour it, I'm also hearing that on some level that can't happen for you right now because the language you've used insinuates certain things. And I'm not, there's no judgment here, obviously. Um, But this is kind of what I'm hearing. When you asked how you can honour it in this limbo phase, I want you to start asking how you can honour yourself now. Removing that limbo word. And I'll get to why. The way you're feeling your chronic illness, your symptoms, chronic fatigue, however you want to look at it, whatever kind of label you want to put on it, it is all a part of you. You are a whole human being. And I know that can be really, really hard to to process, to understand, to accept. And that is all part of the journey, right? Being able to see your chronic illness as a part of you or your symptoms or whatever, that is all part of the chronic illness journey. Bringing your symptoms and your chronic illness experience into the fold of you and your life, it does not have to be the disaster you're perhaps expecting it to be or the disaster that you've been told it will be. So back to the word limbo, I would love for you to move away from identifying this phase as limbo. Limbo insinuates awaiting, which... I know is what you're currently doing. You're currently waiting for a diagnosis, but that waiting creates a sense of being on edge and of kind of, you know, whether you're waiting for like good news or bad news, it's like, you don't know what news you're going to get. And that engages again, that sympathetic branch of your nervous system without that resolve, without that relief until you would get, you know, handed your diagnosis, say for instance, but you don't know when that's going to happen. I want to go back to the question of like, what do you expect to receive from a diagnosis? And then explore, what do you expect to change 
after you see, receive your diagnosis or a diagnosis. So to kind of, you know, get this out of the gate, obviously there's the possibility of finding medication that will help you to feel better, quote unquote, and more yourself, quote unquote. The pros and cons of which I won't cover today because that's a whole nother episode. Um, but other than that, the possibility of, me- other than the possibility of medication and perhaps receiving some of the validation you're looking for, I say this with love, but nothing is going to change. Right? And when I say nothing, I'm talking about the experience you're having right now. None of that will change. When you realise and process that, it would be a good idea to ask, what are you waiting for? Like, what is this limbo phase about? I cannot say this enough, but you know your body. You know the way you're feeling better than anyone else. A quick interlude. This season gives an insight into the kind of work I do with my clients. It's like a little taster of the kind of things we we work through. If you'd like to explore that as an option for you, then you can check out my one-to-one coaching and my signature program, if you like, Your Chronic Illness Ally. Both of those are on my website, alanaholloway.com. There's a hierarchy that exists in the way the majority of medicine and healthcare is practiced in today's world. And in that, in that hierarchy, we kind of essentially hand over autonomy of our health and our bodies to a third party. There's so much messaging around how irresponsible and dangerous it is to take your health into your own hands. But actually, I think the opposite is true. Deeply connecting and having a dialogue with your whole self, your body, your experience, your mind, your inner whatever and that includes the symptoms you're experiencing is one of the most responsible things you can do all the while someone else holds even a portion of your health and body autonomy you will be kept in limbo and that limbo as I've mentioned and I'll mention it again creates a safety void that is hard on your nervous system. Understanding how my chronic illness experience was not only affecting my nervous system, but how my nervous system was affecting my chronic illness experience was like a revelation for me. And it's a side that isn't talked about and isn't addressed because the main goal in the status quo is to get rid of or you know it's it's just about kind of the symptoms in isolation or the chronic illness in isolation it's not about how that kind of ripples out into everything else right what i would love to see is more doctor patient relationships as a partnership an equal partnership where their expertise is honored as much as your expert expertise on you is honored and there are some you know, relationships like that out there, which is amazing, all praise to them. But in many corners of the world, the healthcare systems just don't allow for it. It's not, I'm sure, 
I am sure the medical professionals would also love that because we hold intelligence on ourselves. They hold intelligence and expertise on what they have trained in. And bringing those two things together is a really powerful relationship. But those hopes aside, now is the time for you. You know, it would be, we can't wait for that, right? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. back to you saying how you'd like to honor it in this limbo phase and questioning that it might turn out to be something else right you want to honor what you're feeling now all the while waiting for the possibility that it might be something else can those two things exist together i wonder i want you to think about whether you would do anything differently, whether this does turn out to be chronic fatigue syndrome or whether it does turn out to be something else. 
because the symptoms are going to remain the same. So is the way you behave going to change? To give a bit of perspective, right, there are so many ways to deal with, quote unquote, the same diagnosis. We've got different cultures, mainstream or traditional medicine or a combination of both. We've got different schools of thought, different belief systems. Really, the only thing that matters is your experience of it and what your body is asking of you. A name or a title, in a way, aside from giving you a bit of a sense of like belonging, is moot. And this is why I work with people who have chronic illnesses across the board. I don't kind of say I only work with, you know, one type. I don't only work with people who experience um, dermatitis, for example. I think we get too caught up in this segregated way of thinking and believing that, right, because that person's got this and that person's got that, the way they need to approach their chronic illness will be kind of, right, There's a here's a handbook on how to live with eczema. Here's a handbook on how to live with chronic fatigue syndrome. It doesn't work like that. You hold the handbook for how to work on, you know, for how to work with you. Symptoms are kind of like transferable, let's say. A person who experiences pain or fatigue under the umbrella of endometriosis can relate to someone else who experiences pain and fatigue under the umbrella of fibromyalgia. There is no right way aside from the way that's right for you. Detach the diagnosis from how you live with your symptoms day to day. And as an extension of detaching yourself from a diagnosis, How would it look for you to remove the power from a diagnosis altogether? Because it holds power, right? It holds this like thing over you. And that doesn't mean completely chucking the idea out of the window, but instead seeing it as part of your journey that will come at some point rather than the start of your journey. And if you think about the other areas of life that we, we put this on, you know, thinking about I will, the the thens and the whens, I will only be happy when, I will only allow myself this when. Once I've got this, then I can start to live in this certain way. Your journey has already started and is happening right now. It's been happening. If it helps you to call the way you're feeling chronic fatigue syndrome from today onwards, you are allowed to do that. You don't need to wait for permission. I know self-diagnosis is demonised, but sometimes that's what it takes because all that matters is the way you feel, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter even if you give yourself the diagnosis and one day it turns out not to be that. If you've managed to live in a way that's aligned and supportive and nourishing and nurturing to you up until, you know, all that time, all for it, right? Here's a fun fact. I never received a diagnosis when I was going through topical steroid withdrawal. It was kind of too early. It wasn't a recognised thing then. Um, And the only solutions I was presented with, I instinctively knew was the opposite of what I needed to do. And instinctively plus a bit of... No, actually, for a long time, they were completely instinctive. And then I found something 
And then I discovered something online which validated all of those. So again, I received that validation, but I didn't need to receive it from the person I was going to for it. And we can provide that validation for ourselves if we know, if we can identify that's what we need. So that's why I kind of asked that question, you know, what are you expecting? What that self-diagnosis allowed me to do was find a community of people who were going through what I was going through and to begin the journey of reclaiming autonomy over my health, my body and my life, which provided a lot in terms of shared experience, that validation again, and not feeling alone, a sense of that that was very soothing, that, that idea that I wasn't alone. And that's what the internet is great for. (laughs) But whilst it's great, be mindful of the spaces you enter as some can be really unhealthy and detrimental. And be mindful that you're not kind of jumping from this frying pan of, okay, I'm pinning everything on this person being able to tell me what's going on to, okay, I'm pinning everything on following someone else or following a community or following others' advice or whatever. And then, you know, it's just as easy to do that as it is to delegate your health to a professional. Always be clear on your intentions around what you need from that community or that person, be it a therapist, a coach, whatever. I can't say enough. It is your experience that matters. And I've repeated this, you know, throughout this uh, episode because it, everything comes back to this. It's your experience that matters. It's the way you feel that matters. Always, always come back to what you need away from all the noise. Tune into yourself, be present, be grounded, quieten everything down, you know, do what you need to really connect with your inner wisdom, your inner intelligence. If you stopped waiting and started really grounding yourself within that present moment if you tuned in to what's going on for you now how your body is behaving now and stopped thinking of it as something that's other and needs to be managed and put into a box and quietened and made smaller and controlled to fit into the life you're used to living how would the way you're feeling and living change to finish I think (laughs) I want to say this. However you're feeling is a conversation that's already happening. It is a source of intelligence and wisdom and an opportunity to live in a way that's more aligned to your needs and wants as they are today. As a collective, I want us to stop seeing chronic illness as something that's wrong with us, right? And instead see it as a conversation and an expression of our needs. The idea that something is wrong with us, quote unquote, comes from the idea that there's a quote unquote right way to be a human being. Maybe one day chronic illness diagnosis won't even be a thing and that expression and conversation will be responded to in the same way we respond to thirst or hunger or the need to sleep. It's just going to be, hey, my body's presenting this thing and I know what I need for that thing. I ask you this, do you want to be a part of that conversation as it's happening right here, right now? 
Or will you remain on the outskirts, only kind of picking up on snippets here and there? Because you're tied to the idea of a diagnosis and what you believe that might bring to you. I don't know why, but in my head I'm imagining, you know, in school when when I went to school, we would like create a circle and have a conversation. And I remember being like butted out of the popular group once. And this was very early on in school. Um, and it was almost as if like they closed, they closed the gate on me. And I kind of thought, oh, that's where I need to be. And I'd like pick up on snippets here and there. But actually like all the fun was being had in another circle, in another group. And I was kind of had one ear on that as well. And it turns out, you know, those friends I have today, like those people are amazing. And, but all the while I was clinging onto the idea that I needed to be attached to popularity in school. And I thought that would give me what I needed. I was missing out on what was actually best for me, what was amazing for me. And when I when I realised that and could move over and fully engage in that, that's kind of how I see this. I don't want you to allow non-diagnosis to lead you on some level to denying your reality. Right, that was a lot to go through. A big answer. So I'm going to do a bit of a recap and I think I'll do this at the end of every episode. So the highlights or main points of reflection from today's episode are... Take some time to really tune into what you're hoping to receive from a diagnosis. Do you have to wait for one to receive those things or can you receive some of them elsewhere? From within community, from a coaching or therapeutic relationship, for example, from a buddy or whatever. What thoughts and feelings do you have towards the way your symptoms show up in your life? Do you notice any physical reactions either when they're present or when you think about them. This is gold and will give an insight into how you're cognitively behaving towards your or cognitively processing your symptoms or chronic illness, i.e. I want to honour, in your case, you know, you've said I want to honour and embrace and think I am most of the time. And then how you're somatically responding, which could be like a bracing, a contracting, a tensing coming from those words like manage and um you know the thought of controlling and avoiding etc and that spells rejection and othering and non-acceptance and i talk a lot about acceptance and non-acceptance the way you think and believe is not always you know that it's not always the same as you as the way you feel and act and very often you know, we talk about a lot about the thoughts we're having and the beliefs we're having and how that kind of shapes our life. But also there's the way we feel, the way our bodies behave, the way our bodies react. And kind of getting those in line with each other is really important. Forget honouring it. How can you honour yourself? It is a part of you. You are a whole human being. You know your body. You know the way you're feeling better than anyone else. The most intelligent person on the planet doesn't know you better than the way you know yourself. Deeply connecting with and having a dialogue with your whole self, which includes any symptoms you're experiencing, is one of the most responsible things you can do.
Then we came on to, would you do anything differently knowing it is chronic fatigue syndrome or knowing it's something else if the symptoms remain the same? How would it look for you to remove the power from a diagnosis altogether? And finally, because it bears repeating, do you want to be a part of the conversation that's happening within, between your body, your mind, your experience, right here, right now? Or will you remain on the outskirts, only picking up on snippets here and there? because you're tied to the idea of a diagnosis and what you believe that might bring you. Don't allow non-diagnosis to lead you on some level to denying your reality. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have found, found it useful. Thank you for listening. And to the original poster, let's call you, thank you for trusting me and us with your experience. Remember, if you want to send me a question, experience, frustration, call for a reframe, you can do so at alanaholloway.com forward slash podcast. And there is a link in the show notes. Time for me to tell you about my newsletter. It's honestly one of my most favourite things to do within this business. It's a place where you can connect with me more deeply, where you can connect with how chronic illness shows up in your life more deeply. I share a lot of my personal experience um, with life with chronic illness over there. And it's also a place you can find out how you can work with me, what projects I've got going on, um, what programs I'm running, whether I've got one-to-one space, all of that good stuff. Um, you can sign up via the link in show notes or by visiting alanaholloway.com forward slash newsletter. Whilst you're here, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate, review and share this podcast. As you've probably guessed by my ramblings, this way of thinking about chronic illness isn't the norm, but I want it to be. I want more people to be freed from the chronic illness struggle. And the way we make that happen is by sharing something the algorithm which is dictated by rates and reviews is fantastic at doing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realize we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.